Hello, hello, hello. How are we doing here? I hope the answer is great. It's Anastasia here and you're listening to the Mindfulness Broadcast. Thank you so, so much for joining in and coming back to this podcast. I appreciate you guys so much. It's been a while and as I like saying, life happened, but I hope you're okay. I'm definitely a-okay as well. Um, there are a couple of uh, new topics and things that I've discovered about myself and other people and just interesting topics to talk about throughout the Christmas and New Year's. By the way, I hope you had a really good time. So more episodes coming, but today I would like to talk about people-pleasing. People-pleasing is basically when we're trying to do whatever it takes to not upset the opponent or friend or family member. When we do a lot to keep everyone's happy and so they would be happy with ourselves. One thing about people pleasers as well as that they're trying to be good for everyone. However, they're not that nice to themselves, which is pretty sad, but unfortunately in lots of cases true. And I feel like it all comes to very strong internal boundaries. I'll get back to that a little bit later, but let's see for now. If anyone who's listening, if you have a tendency to be a people pleaser, I always thought, by the way, that it's a bad thing. My parents kind of put it that way and taught me that, that this is the worst thing to be, basically. But actually, people pleasing on some level build relationships. I've heard this concept at Mel's Robin podcast and I found it so first of all relieving from the judgment because yes okay it's still a negative thing in on some level but you don't have to be harsh to yourself for this you know but also you need to understand different levels of people pleasing right so when people cleaning their feet on you using you that's where things got to change and I list some of the, let's say, commandments of people pleasing. So if you say these things to yourself or you think it about yourself, then probably you need to tune in more to that level of people pleasing and see if maybe you can tone it down slightly. Let's say if you say something like, I should always do what others want and expect or need from me. Always. That's the key thing. I should take care of everyone around me, whether they ask for help or not. I should always listen to everyone's problems and try my best to solve them. Or I should always put other people's first before me. The huge one, I should never say no to anyone's needs or requests. And I should never disappoint anyone or let others down in any way. There are obviously a lot more examples, but already these six could work as a little self-check to see if you're falling into people pleasing category and if you do not to worry it's not that bad first win in any situation is that you identify the issue and accept it this is the first step and in most cases pretty much 50 percent of winning the situation over the people pleasing syndrome involves in a number of expectations about the way other people should treat you because you are trying so hard to make them happy, at least so people pleasers think, that they should appreciate and love me because of all the things I do for them. This is what people pleaser would tell himself or herself. Or always like and approve and never reject me. People are not allowed to criticize me because I, Amazon people pleaser, do everything for this not to happen. Or something like never leave or abandon me 
because people will need me and I'm ready to do everything they need to need me. So this creates, if not external, but internal conflict with the person himself or herself. Why? Because they cannot say, hey, I am heard that you're unhappy with me and something like, hey, I am upset you forgot about me. They kind of like swallow it and then just say, oh, I'm okay, you know, it's fine. But inside they might experience some anger, confusion, sadness. And um, I've just recently mentioned boundaries, right? So when it comes to personal boundaries, I feel like not that many people were taught how to set up strong boundaries. So they're not teaching this in schools. Lots of parents don't teach that to their children. And I feel like we have a huge percentage of population who are pretty much just going with the flow, scared to be uncomfortable, scared not to be liked. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm still in lots of cases in that category. I still rely on people's opinion. I still think, oh, what would they think about me? I still think, oh, you know, those people didn't invite me. Oh, that's probably because they don't like me. I should do something so they would like me more. These kind of thoughts still keep coming in, but there's a different ways how to tackle those. And in people pleasing, one very important thing is it's okay not to be nice. I'm sharing all this and trust me, <laughs> as much as I am still working on that, as I said before, I still notice these people pleasing situations. And it's incredibly hard to stop this autopilot of people pleasing. It takes a lot of very conscious work and, and, and like analyzing of, let's say, what happened previously today or yesterday identify the situations where you felt like you bent your boundaries more and tried to be too good, too nice, too comfortable, likable. And then the next time you just change the approach. The fact of recognition and the fact of reevaluating. okay, this happened, next time I'm going to take control and I'm going to be brave. I'm going to get more courage and I'll be nice and polite, but I'm going to say no. And I think after you learn that, it's okay to not do something while everyone else is doing. It, it's also great. Now, let's learn to say no. If someone's asking for your help and you actually cannot help that day. Don't worry. Don't try to change your plans. Don't try to squeeze it in no matter what it costs. Make your day, you know, uncomfortable and sacrifice to do it. Would that, would that even worth it? Probably no. So just politely say, I'm really sorry, I, I cannot do it. Guarantee most of the time, the person who asked for help will say, you know, don't worry. Saying no does not make you a bad person. Sometimes parent pleaser grow up as a people pleaser. Think of it as a coping mechanism. And I am an example of an individual who grew up like that. So I'm 32 and I work on myself for many years. I'm doing therapy for a while and I'm able to recognize some patterns, emotions, reactions in my life. I'm getting a lot better in lots of areas. I'm able to regulate my anxiety, build up discipline over certain things. I'm still not perfect, but I can see the progress, right? And yet I still feel an urge to sometimes get this, you know, pleasing aspect. <laughs> Uh, especially if situation gets heated, especially if it's something connected with family. Let's say I had a friend who was awkward with me or not happy with me and my first reaction would be trying to fix it, to say the right thing, to make her or him smile, kind of diffuse the tension and change the subject to make things go back to normal. And it's before that's what I would do now as much as fucking uncomfortable and not really pleasant. <laughs> It is. I am. I feel uneasy. I cannot sit in one place. 
I irrationally grab my phone trying to think what to say or should I call or I'll type the message and then I'll uh, erase it, blah, blah, blah. I actually sit down and I write down how I feel, why I think I feel it, what do I want to do and what I think I should do. There's a difference between what I what do I want to do and what I think I should do. Because what I want to do is more erratic. It can be just emotional, irrational. But what do you think you should do? It's when you kind of cool down a bit and you just logically look at situation, right? And you are able to make better decision. And of course, I'm not doing that every time, but if I feel that I cannot control my emotions and my reactions, I actually have to physically just stop myself. Or sometimes I go meditate. I remove myself from situation for 5, 10, 15 minutes and then come back balanced and calm, regrounded, and then I am able to actually act differently. If you ask me what would be the outcome of that work on yourself, it would be, hey, no, this is not going to work this way. I don't need validation or anyone's opinion of my worthiness. So if you're in a bad mood and need support, great. If you need a punch back, you knocked on the wrong door, my friend. I'm here when you're ready to talk and resolve the misunderstanding or conflict or whatever it is. I gave you my point of view, opinion, solution. Feel free to share yours and let's have a discussion, right? And always, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, so we can always agree to disagree. And then I feel more confident further on. Of course, the body's still freaking out, but I'm keeping my mind busy in a way and the body too so focus work or writing a walk in you know keeping my mind busy in a good way right and when it comes to relationships there is nothing wrong with wanting to make a person you love happy or wanting to please them sometimes just be sure that you're not pleasing the person by hurting yourself in that process and you're not doing that to gain something but you're doing that because you just genuinely have so much to share so much love and warmth and all those kind feelings that you just want to to give in a healthy love the feeling is i need you because i love you and i want to spend time because i i like you because we're having a great time i'm interested in you and unhealthy love based on the deficiencies in the feeling so i love you because i need you do you see the difference? No person should devalue or demeaning yourself in any way. In any way. Even sometimes if you hear a joke from someone, you should stop those persons and say, why did you why did you say that joke now? How is this funny? You know, we sometimes can have silly jokes uh, which don't, you know, don't sound actually really, really kind. They're kind of mean. And we just laugh away and that's it. But sometimes you can feel in that joke, there'll be a little pinch. So this joke was just said, on purpose. And uh, if a person truly loves you, they will not try to make you into somebody else. The personality you have and who you are should be treasured. If they're trying to change you, research about manipulative, coercive and controlling behavior because that's an abuse. Obviously, again, (laughs) if there's something like we're talking about personal boundaries and you don't like, let's say, people who drink, 
because in you, like in my childhood, it wasn't safe. So you get triggered, you get panic attacks and things are going really, really wrong and bad. So probably the person who's with you could make an adjustment and maybe not drink when you're around or don't come back home um, drunk or, you know, something like this. And this is not you changing the person. You're asking to cooperate with you, to help you in a way, right? So there's also a difference. Anyway, whatever relationships you see, you might be pleasing people. Don't be scared of a conflict. A certain degree of conflict is kind of inevitable between people, especially in a close relationships. And constructive conflict is healthy and can help sort out things and bring things to balance sometimes. People pleasers are taught to be afraid of anger, fighting and conflict and you can unlearn your fears and relearn effective ways to cope with the anger and resolve conflict. There are two great books I will also recommend. The first one is called um, When It's Never About You, The People Pleaser's Guide to Reclaiming Your Own Health, Happiness and Personal Freedom. And the second book is called The Disease to Please, Curing the People Pleasing Syndrome by Harriet Breaker. So these books have some tools, have overall information and examples of what to look for, and um, they're very, very hands-on. So if you have some time and you would like to research more information, these are my suggestions. And again, it's one of these topics related to mindfulness and mindset overall, about emotional consciousness. A key to change as a first step is recognizing what you're doing and why you might be doing it. If you are a people pleaser, let's say. So, and that's already a part of a big success. And tiny steps, you remember? Block by block, step by step, one thing at a time. We don't just get the huge plan and just boom, achieving it. The smaller the steps are, the easier it is to achieve things. And so many of us live in fog or denial or constant distraction. So we don't even think of these things. It's so good to get out of this and see the ways your mind and body work and then slowly change the patterns, which will change your life. Thank you so, so much for joining the podcast again. I've missed it and it's great to be back. I will try to be a lot more consistent with the episodes and I'll see you at the next one. Thank you so much for joining in again and truly yours, Anastasia. Bye-bye.